Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 739, recorded live on October 8th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who somehow forgot about the podcast, Dave Pillay. It's all like we've been doing it for 17 years. And the man who had to use multiple chat platforms to get his attention, Andy Lowe. Hi. For what it's worth, it was the telegram that caught my attention because I heard it in the other room. Not the my not computer the, made the notification noise. Not the um, Polo. Marco Polo. Nope. Marco Polo was great. That, that was that was well done. But that's not what caught my attention. I, I caught that one after I had already seen the telegram. <laughs> Just staring at you next yep. to my microphone with the microphone in frame yep so it was very clear what you were waiting with and like waiting to do you're like mm-hmm. all right let's go <sighs> but here I, we are and now we are going and and you got to finish the oh no you didn't you finished it i did that last week too where i'm like i just totally blocked out that andy finished his <laughs> intro it just it's it's we've been doing this for so long you just assume that it's going on and then at yeah. some point you will just you know start talking yes i mean i do i i do start. so here's the worst part through all of today all of today i was like oh yeah i've got the podcast tonight oh yeah i've got the pod-. like hey dave you like you all go like hang out with friends no i can't i got the podcast tonight like hey dave like i get i you know like i get to do the podcast i'm gonna, I'm gonna spend some time with andy tonight and, and then like an hour and a half ago i sat down to start working on this bead project and then just totally lost track of time and then I get Andy's messages and I'm like, oh shit, podcast. Oh yeah, that thing. That thing that I do. God, it, it literally has been. Has it, have, have, oh, let's not do this again. <laughs> let's, let's not go down that road again. Laz wants me to go down that world. Laz apparently wants you to go down that road or do something. I don't know, but he is crying. <laughs> Uh, God, 2006. He's not usually this vocal either. And I know he doesn't need to go out because he literally just, maybe he saw something outside. He could have seen something outside. It's very dark outside. Or he's just trying to get us to give him a treat. That could also be a possibility. He's like, I'm whining so that you'll shut me up <laughs> with treats. <laughs> we, we we try not to treat him for, for whining. Yeah, by, uh, yeah. But, hi, Andy. Hello. How was your week? It was it was long. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's it's work stuff, but things are finally starting to fall into place. So Oh that's good. Yep. And I think um, that's good. Is that good? Yes. Okay. I also um Western um Western Michigan University Kalamazoo. Eastern, yeah. Yes. And Eastern one. Woo! <gasps> Go Eastern. Yeah. Four years in a row now, Eastern has beat Western. So yep. Which makes you really wonder about the new Western head coach, but we'll see. I, so, but is that like, is that the Ohio State game for Western and Eastern? Like, no, it's it's all about trying to win the MAC. It's, conference. it's their rivalry, right? Like, but like, where where is this rivalry? Is this like Notre Dame and Michigan? Is this Michigan State and Michigan? Is this Ohio and Michigan? What level of rivalry is the Western and Eastern game? I don't know. It's it's not it's. 
it should be, you know, it's not as much as the Western Central rivalry. It was just Eastern has always been so bad at football that people are like, oh, it's Eastern. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, we, I can't think of a college rival. Toledo, maybe? Toledo, that one's always was a big game, but it's not like well, really a rival. So my, my question, Andy, is like, if the head coach of Michigan wins 11 games, but loses to Ohio for like six years in a row, there there will be talk about firing him. Is the same true of, of the Western coach for losing to Eastern for so many years in a row? I don't, I don't think so. No. Okay. So it's not that bad. No. He's lost to, to Eastern, you said six years, four years? Four years in a row, yeah. Okay, four years in a row is, like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Any just, team I, can beat any team on any day. Mm-hmm. All right, I just looked up his current head coach record at Western is 34 and 29. So he's still doing fine. Yep. 34 to 29 wins four games for every three losses. Yeah, so he, he's been very middle of the road fourth yeah, tied for second tied for second tied for second tied for fourth so okay very literally very middle of the road as his record would show <laughs> right so well cool but congratulations yeah, no, that, to eastern yeah that that's, was that's got to feel good though because like yes. eastern is it's eastern mm-hmm. so like that's that's exciting i'm very happy for them but um western uh their radio station they have a college student-run radio station on campus very low power but you know mm-hmm um, do you help them out with it? I, I, that's how I started doing the engineering stuff As I just went to them. I'm like, you have a radio station, you know, can I help you guys out? So they, you know, let me futz around in there. And, um, they had to, a couple of years ago, they had to actually gut the whole building down to the studs due to asbestos. Oh no. So there was asbestos mitigation. So I had to basically try and oversee the entire removal of all the equipment. Like and, recently or when you were there? Uh, it was years ago. Or this week? No. Okay, years ago. Years ago. It was an old building. They had to get the asbestos out of the building. And so they had to take mm-hmm. everything down to the floors and the studs. Okay. And then put all the new insulation in and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it's an old analog board. And so there's lots of wiring. We're talking um, at least... One, two, three, four, at least six wires for every channel on the board. Okay. And this is the board, I think, was a 20 fader. So, so 120 plus wires? Yes. All, you know, hooked up to this giant panel of um, 66 blocks. Yeah. Which, if, you, if you're if you wondering what it, you know, what it kind of looks like, you think of like an, like an old school, like, telephone setup. With like a just, plug board. Yes, yeah, so like a giant plug board sort of thing. Um. So they, they were the I you know I I'm getting there getting all the stuff set up there and the guy shows up with this big pair of like tin snips and they were going to cut all the wires and I'm just looking at him like no do no. not do not do that because then we would have to literally rewire you, you would never get them back in the right order well no you would have to because you, if you cut the wire the there's a there's a molex connector inside the board so you would have to get your molex thing and redo the molex connector you know 120 times at least and then mm-hmm. you'd have to run new wires down to the patch bay and then you would have to mm-hmm. repunch down that patch bay 120 times, which I've done it. I mean, all of this sounds least. terrible. Yes. So you you jumped in the line of fire and said, absolutely not. Nope. Get, grab masking tape, painters or painters tape, and a sharpie. And I wrote down on each of the things on 
on the end of the Molex connector, like what this is, what this is, what this is. I snipped the uh, the zip ties in the board and we fed everything out. So the patch, we actually took the patch bay off as one giant block with all the Molex connectors still attached and we were able to remove the board. And I, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to do it this way because this is going to be the easiest way to put this all back together again, which we did. It took a long time. But now it turns out that Western's building a new student union and they want to have the student-run radio station and I think some of the newspaper stuff. The student media organization has like ground floor offices in the student center. Cool. So brand new student equipment. Yeah. Brand new student, you know, center. Yep. Administrative people came in, looked at the radio station and said, we're not putting that in the new building. <laughs> What is this? There's got to be a better way of doing this. This is this is old. What is this? We're not yeah. we're not moving this. So they got all brand new equipment, but you know, there's really isn't anybody on campus who knows how to deal with all the brand new equipment. Right. So they they just got it delivered. So I'll probably be going over there a couple of times this week to actually go. Okay, this is. So did did they reach out to you or yes. Because I, I had, cool. I had helped them out with some stuff in the past. He, you know, he still yeah. had my card, and it's like, look, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, just give me a call. I'll help you. You know, it's also helpful when the uh, assistant AD at the time, who is also the announcer of Western football games, you know, goes, "Oh yeah, no, I like this kid." <laughs> so yeah, no, we uh, we'll get we'll get them all worked out for that. So it's it's going to be in, it's. I get to start from scratch, which I've I've, <laughs> oh, I've never Andy. been. I know I've never oh, been able Andy. to start from scratch. Andy, Andy, yeah. Hang on, wait. There's. I think it's an XKCD. Hang on. Start from scratch. Is it? Is it that one? I don't think it's that one. No. Oh, what was it? Shoot. No, I don't want... Oh, come on. There's a webcomic somewhere about a programmer who's like, oh my god, like, I get to build it up from the ground up. I get to do it right this time. <laughs> and at the end of it, it's it's absolutely not the right way. Uh, do it right. Is it that, this one? No. I, no. no. I, but Dave, I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it. Shit, where is it? I've I've talked about this in the past. I work for some radio stations that have been on the air for almost a hundred years. Same same transmitter site, same call sign, same everything for almost a hundred years. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's literally nobody has I think in the sixties there was one time where RCA basically I think for advertising, you know, were able to redo a lot, but not entirely everything, but redo a lot of the setup. And that's basically been it. Everything else has just been on top, on top, on top, on top, on top. Yep. So, no, I oh. I get you, Andy. I get you. Here we go. Here we go. Found it. Just just a warning, just to set expectations. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, no, I, I get it. For those of you who are not Andy and me and cannot see the image that I just posted, uh, you can Google search um, Molly Struve, S-T-R-U-V-E. I swear I'm going to do it right this time. Every developer ever. That should find the image. <clears throat> yeah. 
Well, I'm I'm thrilled, Andy, that you get to do it right this time. So, but yeah, no, so that's you get a, to start be... from scratch and not have to build on top of an existing structure. That is, it's it's just always funny looking at some of the people who are like, yeah, we gutted the studio, and you just see this massive pile of wire. Yeah, I was about to ask, what did they do with all the old equipment? I I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if anybody wants it. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I think they're still running out of the old studio for the time being, but we'll see what happens with the news. It, it was already supposed to be already installed and up and running, but, you know, COVID and supply chain delays. Yeah, like like you do. Yeah. Cool. So I'm getting a new job. Where at? Same place. I'm moving roles. Oh, so you're not teaching anymore? I haven't been teaching for five, six months. I knew that. You did. We, we talked about it. Yes. I moved to the reporting team six months ago, and now I'm moving teams again. To software development. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, have fun with that. Thank you. I will. I'm looking forward to it. I get to go write code. Really, I get to do the same thing I've been doing for the last year and a half. So it'll be nice to actually get like compensated for that. <laughs> Speaking of, we got a bunch of topics. Yes. Yes, we do. Well, a lot of them are, are programming related. Wait, Should which we start ones? talking about some of them? Like the very first one, the thing I've been waiting months for because my phone has been in a continual state of like F almost you? dead, almost dead, and then dead, and then dead for a month, and then almost dead, and then just fine, perfect dandy, and then almost dead, and then dead for a month, and then almost dead, and then I broke the screen. <laughs> well. But October 6th happened. It was the 6th? Yes. 7th? 6th? Yeah. 7th? Thursday. Whatever was Thursday. <clears throat> that was the 6th. I yes. think it was the 6th. Yeah. The Made by Google event, a.k.a. the Pixel event. Which is funny because a couple days prior, they actually announced was the, their... Was the Nest event. Yes. So it's like, wait, so the they announced the new Nest stuff, not yeah. at the Made by Google event. Well, because Nest wasn't originally Google, right? It was purchased. Yeah, that's true. Nest yes. was its own company, and Google purchased it and merged it all into Google. And apparently Google's big thing for that, which like was announced recently, have you heard about Matter? Like the stuff that makes up all of us? Yes, Andy, exactly that. So Google actually has a, a Google is working with, I should say uh samsung lg apple amazon and like a ton of other vendors and they've developed an actual honest to god interconnectivity standard for home automation what there is now a standard so you want to look for things that say matter on them m-a-t-t-e-r but I don't really have that much left to automate in our house here. Well, too bad. I've got, I could automate the basement stair light. Let's see, that room is automated. This room is automated. Kitchen is automated. Dining room is now automated after we figured out that mess. Um, <laughs> that was your switches? Yeah. Oh, we could do yeah. the bedrooms upstairs. We we haven't done that. I was actually going to review some of that stuff for next week. So Nice. Um, well, I just added a, a link to the page about this standard called Matter. Okay. And you want to look for the logo that's like three arrows pointing to each other. All right. Basically, if it has that, then it will work with everything. Well, that's good. And also a, a uh, focus on increased security on it as well. Oh, very good. 
right? Yes. Laz doesn't think so, apparently. Laz sounds like he doesn't really care about security. <laughs> Apologies for all the whining. We did give him an injection this morning? Yesterday? Last night, I think. Yeah, last night, right before bed. So he might be a little sore. Oh. Or bored. Or both. But the Pixel event, Andy. The Pixel event. The Pixel 7 and the 7 Pro. And watch and tablet. Ish. Ish. They announced so the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro are both look pretty cool. Yes. The, the tablet, they didn't really announce anything, and they just said, oh, it's coming out in 2023. So Yeah, well, so I, I, wa- I actually watched the presentation. They said a little more than that if you start reading between the lines. Um, like, the fact that they have apparently been doing a lot of studies about people, like, how people actually use the tablets. Because you, do you have a tablet, Andy? Yeah. How do you use your tablet? Uh, we call it the small screen. Okay. Um, and Isaac watches YouTube videos on it. Uh-huh. Megan watches PBS Kids on it. We've got, um, we've got the Khan Academy on it that Isaac plays with every once in a while. Ooh. But it is mainly I, I actually use it um, as a baby monitor for Isaac's room. <laughs> That's kind of amusing. We have we have a wise camera up in Isaac's room, and we have a real link camera up in Megan's room, so we can use those as um, baby monitors. Yeah. So I use the small screen with Tiny Cam Pro to actually just stream the audio every night. So in case you know he needs us, he just has to speak loudly and you know we picked up and it'll get sent to the uh sent to the small screen to the tablet to the tablet yes cool so you don't move it around very often no it basically it sits next to the couch and then it sits on my dresser so google has has looked at that and said like you know most people like they use the tablet like a computer and they don't move it it just kind of stays in the same area or the same general area with some exceptions like there's some nice things about it being portable like maybe you don't want to sit at the couch maybe you want to sit outside oh yeah no that was still have your I, your, you know, your eye in the sky into your kid's room. That, uh, heck, we I brought that up north two years ago. Yeah. I, I had a spare wise camera, so I set that up in the cottage, hooked it up to the cottage Wi-Fi, and then the, the tiny cam still connected to the wise cloud, and it's boom, I've got a, you know, a tablet that I could monitor him while he was sleeping up at the cottage. Yep. So among other things, they said like, hey, we're, you know, we're really looking at usability on the tablet. We're looking at how people do this. Uh, this tablet is going to have like a home base that the tablet docks to that's going to come standard. So it looked pretty cool. It looked like they did a really good job of it. So Dave, which one are you getting? Are you getting the Pixel 7 or the Pixel 7 Pro? Uh, I'm getting the Pro and I might regret it. Okay. I'm getting the Pro Pro in white this time. This will be the first time I've purchased a white phone. It has always been a a dark-bodied black phone. I I don't care about the phone, you know, color anymore because as soon as I get the phone, I put it in a case. Yeah, but like, I figure the last couple phones I've had have started getting really hot. Oh, I've only had that happen to me. Well, a black case seems like a bad idea for that. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been, I used to have like black cases, but now I've gotten a slight, uh, this one's kind of like a dark blue and I'm thinking my next case, I might have something a little bit brighter because, um, 
my phone can sometimes grow legs. By that, you mean get picked up by your children? Yes. And so having one that has a brighter color would be easier to spot sometimes. Yes. I I could say definitely that would be the case. So yeah, I, I'm I liked the Pixel 7 Pro. I liked the camera. Oh my god, the camera was so impressive, Andy. Yep. Like the pictures that they were they were showing, and they're like, this was taken on the phone. And you're like, that is that is a very professional looking image. Yeah, I loved the uh that zoom mode that they were able to do. Even though it was technically it wasn't optical, it was digital, but still. Yeah, well, but it has an optical zoom on it. Yes. It has an optical and zoom, just, yes, and I saw the I saw the the presentation about the, um, um, you know, the how optics are hard, and I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> it's really hard to fit an optical zoom in a cell phone. You're like, yeah, D- physics, duh. <laughs> Things take space. Yeah. So yeah, so it is. It's just a five x telephoto lens, but the ability to do the ten x. Um, digital zoom or or is it no is it 30 i think it's yeah 30 30 x zoom yeah is what it can go up to which is insane yes insane that is and it does macro like oh, not good. not macro macro not yeah. like you know but like they were saying that you could see like the pollen on a flower well that's good because there's it's one thing i've learned now i was actually taking a transmitter apart earlier this week yeah which be I don't know who designed this thing, but it's one of the things where it's like, whoever designs this thing first needs to spend like a year in the field servicing. <laughs> yep. Because I, it's it's literally like the top, I'd say the top quarter of this thing. I had to like reach inside and unbolt stuff from the inside, which um, I'm probably going to lose washers or nuts in the process of putting this back together again because... Um, um, the, uh, it's all, it's all copper, which, uh, I don't believe I can magnetize, right? Yes, effectively. Yeah. So I can't use my magnetic bits to hold everything together while I'm trying to put it, you know, put the nuts and the bolts and the screws back on again. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting fix to put it back together again. Yes. (laughs) As, as I replace one capacitor, that's it. Had to spend two hours oh. taking this thing apart to replace <laughs> one capacitor. Oh, is, is this the capacitor that I saw on Facebook? Yes, yes, it is. The one that, okay. uh, it, it turns out it's a one capacitor, but it's the size of my fist. That, it's a very large capacitor. Yeah, 12, I think 12,000 volts. Jesus, that's a big capacitor. Mm-hmm. 12,000 volts? Or I think it's 12,000. I'd have to look up the exact, I, did I have, did I search it on this computer? What do you need a 12,000 volt capacitor for? Impedance matching. I don't know enough about electronics. At one point, I knew enough about electronics. I could probably have understood what that is and what the use of it is, but no. Oh, how come? Oh, that's, I'm like, why is this not working? I forgot I have the ad blocker and the HTML5 stuff blocked. So of course that won't show up there. Yep. uh, 2,000 picofarads. Yep. 12,000 volts. 30 amps. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big guy, but I'm dealing with literally putting out five kilowatts of energy. So that's fair. Yeah. So So, the real, the real thing that I was excited for was finally the watch, the watch, the watch. Are you getting one? Uh, I want to at some point, but I literally got my Versa three 
what, back in less than two years ago. Mm -hmm. So that this watch was what, 200, I think after shipping. Um, so spending $350 on another watch, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for a sale of some kind. Yeah. Or at the very least to get the reviews. Yes. See what the battery life is like, which people have said, um, some of the people on the Fitbit Reddit forums have talked about it because this has Fitbit integration because, you know, Google bought Fitbit. Fitbit. Um, and Nest. Yeah. So they haven't, they hadn't been able to say specifically what it is because of, you know, NDAs and that sort of thing. But they said, hey, I've got this new Fitbit. And I'm having this issue and this issue. And we're all like, well, what Fitbit is it? And he says, I can't say. And we're all just like, hmm, so how's the battery life? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we probably can't help you with your problem, but how is the battery life? That's the one thing we're all interested in. And what was his response? It's actually, he says it's it's better than he expected. It's not, you know, multiple days, but he can definitely get through a whole day with it without problem. Nice. Yeah, that's always the weirdest thing of like, I want to wear this thing that's supposed to track my health 24 hours a day, but I need to charge it at some point. Yes. Like and how like, much the, I could charge it while I sleep, but then it can't track my sleep. It's like, okay, how much charge can I get if I set it on the charger during my 15 minute shower? Yeah. Is that, like, is that enough to get through the day? Yes. It's like, I'm, you know, I could also just drop it on the charger at night because I don't really need. That's what, that's what I did with my old, what did I have before this one? Oh, I had the, the fossil sport. That one I would charge in the morning. And then I would charge it while I'm putting Isaac down. And those two charges would keep me going without any problems. But yeah, no, the $350 price point, that's a little much up front. And I, I looked at, you know, is, yeah. does T-Mobile or have any de- LTE. Yeah, for another, what, was the LTE one is what, $50 more? Yeah, so 400 bucks for it. Yeah, no. I looked at T-Mobile. T-Mobile's like, oh, we'll, uh, we'll give you $200 off the watch. If you sign up for this watch only plan for your line for $250. Yes, it was $250 <laughs> to sign up for this watch only plan for the watch and then you get $200 off. And I'm just like that doesn't add up. Well, but you get the, the the value of not needing to carry your phone with you when you have your watch. Yes, but how often am I without my phone? Yeah. I <laughs> mean I'm more often carrying my phone and not my watch than the other way around. Right. Plus, the watch has Wi-Fi. Yep. So where am I at that, you know, I'm not near my phone, but not in Wi-Fi? That's, nope. Well, I have a feeling you'll need your phone to help set the Wi-Fi up. Yes, because there is now a Pixel app out there for the watch. So I do believe that is going to so be your if you're, main... if you have no phone, even if you're near Wi-Fi, if it's a Wi-Fi you've never been on before, the watch might not know how to get on it. No, that's true. But, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so no, that's I'm, Google. So, yep, I'm sticking with my Pixel 6 and my Fitbit watch for now. Well, but, I'm getting a new Pixel, and I'm getting a Pixel watch, and I'm probably getting the Pixel Buds. I get $200 store credit from Google Play when I buy the Pixel. Well, that's not and bad. And potentially, potentially uh, $250 trading on the Pixel 4 XL. <laughs> The one that's got the broken screen and has almost died more times than evil can evil. Yeah, but the 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 like trade in estimators like is it in good condition? No. Does it turn on? Yes. Two hundred and fifty dollars. All right. 
Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Hopefully, you know, it says like prices may be adjusted upon evaluation. So I don't know, maybe it'll give me like 50 bucks for it, but it's not doing me much good. Nope. I'm still rocking this T-Mobile, not T-Mobile, what is this? This is the LG G6, I think. It's my, my backup phone. Mm-hmm. Well, should we move on to other phone topics? Sure. So, what other um, phone topics do we have? Um, well, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the previous... I think we did. We talked about how the fact that Overwatch 2 was starting up the same SMS. Yep, and I said it would last like three weeks. Well, it will no longer be needed for those who already had Overwatch connected to their Battle.net account, including any console players who have played since June 9th, 2021. So, any PC player who has ever played played the original Overwatch has this requirement removed. Cool. So if you already have Overwatch and your Battle.net account is already connected to it, then you're good. You do not if you're need... New, yes. I still don't think it'll last. But this is this is the first step where it's like, look, we've already... <laughs> we've already heard so much from the players about this that um, we have removed it for existing players. We're, we're taking it away. Uh, I've also heard that like you can't play Overwatch 2 because too many people are playing Overwatch 2. And there also was a DDoS attack on it during launch. Oh no! Are we sure it was an actual DDoS and not just people wanting to play the game? I think Blizzard said it actually was a DDoS. Let's see. Two DDoS attacks. So, yes. Blizzard president blames mass DDoS attack. So they're they're saying it have it was officially attacked. Okay. But yes, that it's not been a smooth start for Overwatch 2. Uh, the other phone news is that we had talked about this in the past, that the EU Council back in September agreed that um, all mobile devices... Well, actually, uh, all phones, tablets, digital cameras, headphones, headsets, earbuds, portable speakers, handheld video game consoles, e-readers, keyboards, mice, and navigation systems that are sold in the EU use wire charging, support power delivery up to 100 watts by the end of 2024, and must be a USB-C port. Yay! So the, the council agreed upon that back in September, but now the EU parliament has formally approved the agreement. Yay! Everything charges with USB-C. Yep. Get rid of all the other cables. Except you can't, because you still have all these old, like... My old headphones charge from micro USB. My keyboard uses mini USB. Yep, I've got some I've got some portable radios out at some of our transmitter sites that are cheap radios, but they have batteries inside of them, so if there's a power outage, the radio stays on and those are run on mini USB. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, where the frick am I going to get a mini USB cable?" They Let still me just, make them? Yeah, I know there are people out there who just make it. I'm like, good. That's I just need to just get a simple 5-volt power adapter to USB-A, and then I just USB-A to USB-mini, and there we go. They're cheap radios, but they work like a charm. Yeah. Especially since most of the time I'm listening to the radio over the phone. So, Well, that's yeah. an odd use of your phone. Well, At what point do the phones stop becoming phones and just become portable computers? I'm not sure, but it would be, be nice that if I could get, you know, internet internet at some of our transmitter sites, but some of our transmitter sites are nowhere near phone lines or nowhere near internet lines. So I just have the, just the copper pair and it's like, well, yeah, I could put a modem on that, but Ugh. yeah. Dial up? Mm-hmm. That's still a thing? Yep. 
Ugh. Most places, though, are I'm I'm going to start looking at using uh, Wisp stuff. So put ourselves in the 21st century, kicking and screaming. Sure. Someone at work is selling a Starlink uplink. If you want to skip the line, yeah, but that hundred dollars a month is a lot. It's, that's pretty steep. That's pretty steep. Oh, we're getting fiber in in the neighborhood. Not me specifically, but we're getting fiber in the neighborhood. Ice there. <laughs> I'm um, our internet provider at work sent a message that they had gotten bought out by somebody else. And I'm like, okay, sure. Expected. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, look, nothing's going to change. It's, just, it's literally the same people are still working there. It's like, look, just the, the company just got bought by somebody bigger, but the, the other company's like, look, you guys just keep running your thing. We'll just take, you know, a cut of your profits. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and not provide you anything. Well, they have had the best service out of anybody in the area for fiber. So, so far, so good. Cool. Um, but I saw one of their trucks just outside our neighborhood. So I put my address in. They're like, hey, it's coming. And I'm like, sweet, let me know. Yay, fiber. <laughs> because, yeah, we have them for fiber at work. And it's just amazing setup. No issues whatsoever with them. And it's just like, yes, if I could get that here, especially for their prices. I love I loved the T-Mobile home internet at, what, 50, 50-ish bucks a month? These guys would be at, I think, 60 a month for fiber. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Not bad. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I'm just trying to see what else is on here that's interesting. To, oh, speaking of going into the future, I want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. Space-based mm-hmm. advertising. Tell me more, but I'm immediately like not a fan, but I'm, I'm willing to hear you out. Well, imagine about 50 CubeSats yep. up in space yep. that are basically set out in a pattern that spells out some sort of ad in the sky. So this is the, the thing that like you put on an airplane and fly it around the sky, but in space. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to spend your ad revenue—or not ad revenue, ad budget—on putting satellites up in space, like kudos to you. But won't somebody please think of the astronomers? I could just see them trying to take like a picture of like an asteroid or something. <laughs> you get the corner of the Apple logo in the picture. Man, imagine that. Imagine like an astronomer posts a picture and be like, this asteroid is coming to hit our planet. This will doom our civilization. We must do something about it. And then you see in the corner of the picture is like the Pepsi logo or something. It's just like, ooh. Right. Like, ah, that's that's great. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job to everyone involved. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, that, that seems like, you know, there's the same thing about putting weapons in space, that it's like there for the commonwealth of, of man. I I feel like advertising in it is pretty fucking dystopic. Well, there's already the rule um, about not being able to put like ads on. Because that's why I like the NASA logo or something like that. It's like you can only have like the your, your one logo and like the flag of origin or something on rockets. Because I think they already agreed that, you know, look, we don't want to put advertising on these things. So just, you know. On rockets? Yeah. I mean. Or on space vehicles or something like that. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about the Falcon rockets. Well, that's why you have the SpaceX logo and the American flag, and that's it. Right. But, like, what if we didn't have that? What if what if <laughs> SpaceX could just sell space on the rocket? Hey, probably make some money. But, yeah, no, that's – no, I'm – I saw that. I'm like, oh, no. Speaking of – I don't, I don't like that. Speaking I of really Elon Musk, like though. That. Yeah, another thing I don't like. 
He said Uh-oh. that the Tesla semi truck has started production. And this that, is the thing that Walmart ordered like 50 of? Yes, back in 2018 or 2017, something way back then. Pre, yeah, way pre-pandemic. Oh, Pepsi. Pepsi ordered 100 vehicles back in December of 2017. Okay. So Pepsi... They're finally going into production. Yes. December 1st, they said. Is the start of delivery? Yep. Have they published a final range? 500 mile range. On a semi-truck. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yep. But what's the what's the range on most semis? Oh, most gas-powered semis? Yeah. I'm going to guess it's more than 500 miles. Uh, class 8. All right, so class 8 range. Trends in class 8 trucks. Um, no, that's electric class 8 trucks. Come on, stupid truckinginfo.com. There we go. <laughs> No, that's a battery electric truck. No, I want a, I want a freaking diesel class eight truck. How hard is this to find? Five to six hundred miles. Okay, there you go. Thank you. My Google foo was stuck in the EV world. I I don't. What were you searching, Andy? Class eight truck range. Oh, I did class eight diesel range. It was the first thing that showed up. Ah, uh, I forgot about putting in diesel. Yeah, uh, it is in fact the preferred range because that is the distance a driver can cover in a typical day within the federal limits on hours of driving. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're going 60 miles an hour for 10 hours, 600 miles. So how much is one of these Tesla semis? The Tesla semi... <laughs> Uh, costs between one hundred and fifty thousand and one hundred and eighty thousand, depending on the that's, range. That's a lot. <laughs> That's that's a lot for a car. I was just thinking, you know, like driving from here to Ann Arbor is like 400 miles. So if the if the truck has a 500 mile range and it's electric, could just, you know, take the truck. <laughs> just take the semi truck. Just take a semi truck. I wouldn't need to load it with anything. Nope. Just be the cab. It would be the roomiest fucking ride you've ever had. <laughs> God, take that on the cross-country super trip. Right. There's a lot of space in that thing. Yeah. Yep. No, you could literally sleep probably four to six people in there. Yeah. Car will drive itself with the automation. Just somebody just needs to sit there holding the steering wheel. We take the brakes, you know, every couple of hundred miles. So you just, you know, once they get the charging stations up and running, just plug it in and charge. <laughs> well, Andy, how long does it take to charge a 500-mile <laughs> range semi-truck? Oh, I don't know, but it's probably a, it's probably, it's probably like six hours at or least. A, a very high voltage. Right. <laughs> Lots of amps no, going they, through that thing. They were talking about using these trucks for like the last, not the last mile, but like the last leg, right? From the, the distribution centers to like the local distribution centers. Yeah. Well, that's cool and good for, for Tesla. And hopefully Pepsi gets their orders and maybe we'll start seeing them on the roads December 1st, huh? December 1st. Yep. It's only two months away. So, yep. That's supposedly that's uh, oh, vehicles 4,600 80 battery cells. 4,680. Yep. What's the probability of a battery cell going bad? I, I hope pretty low. <laughs> I hope insanely low, because yes. if it's one in 5,000, then like every two trucks will have a dead cell. Yeah. That was the thing of like having a, a printer or a scanner that's like, it's 99.9% .9 accurate. And like, well, how many letters are there on a page? How many pages do what man? I we have to we um 
we're trying to phase out using our own printers and just leasing them from a uh, copier company. Cool. Um, but of course, then, you know, then I have to submit the reports of how many pages we've printed. And some of our, it's like, wow, what are we printing? <laughs> a lot of stuff that's not work related. Well, no, it actually is. Uh, a lot of it actually is work related. Um, they, some of the stations, especially the ones that have live DJs throughout the day, have a paper copy of the log printed out to Why? keep um, live reads for ads. So, you know, where the, instead of, you know, playing 30 second spot, the DJ will actually like read something be like, you know, this hour brought to you by, you know, the okay. local car dealership or something like that. And they and have to basically to physically printed out at the moment. Yes. Do I think it needs to be physically printed out? No, but there needs to be a, um, accountabilities for the DJ saying, yes, I actually read this spot at the time that I was supposed to read it at. So, you know, they would initial it and then that would get back to our accounting department and so on and so forth. So is there probably a better way to do it? Yes. Is that my area? No. I just keep track of how many pages we've printed. So we'll go from there. Okay. So speaking of a better way of doing something... Do you remember that burger flipping robot? Nope. It was literally called Flippy. Okay. Um, well, they've come out with the Flippy 2. The Flippier? The Flippening? <laughs> Flippy 2 electric boogaloo. Flippy 2 Flippy boogaloo. This one doesn't flip burgers. It cooks french fries. There's not a lot of flipping involved in cooking french fries, if yes. I recall. No, no, there is not a lot of flipping. It's... So why why did they call it Flippy 2 and not like Fryerbot? I don't know. Tuck. They could have called it Tuck, Andy. <laughs> Fryer Tuck. <laughs> if you're going to make a robot dedicated to making french fries, call it something better than Flippy 2. <laughs> why did no one think to name it Tuck? I don't know. But Is yes, making the- fries that intense that it needs a robot? It's having- Or is this just the dream of like- a completely roboticized McDonald's. Hey, I would love that. I hate to say it, but I would love that because yeah. how many times I have done in the McDonald's app, yep. gone through and made sure everything was exactly how, customized exactly how we needed it to be customized. Yep. And still the human messes up. Oh, definitely. I mean, I get, I get my thing customized because I get it with no bun and like one time out of 10, it comes with a bun. And I'm like, I, uh, that's not what I ordered. I one of Kate's one of Kate's go to orders is a double mm-hmm. hamburger plain. Mm-hmm. Top bun, two patties, bottom bun. That's it. There's that even is just the simplest. To be difficult for them. It's oh my gosh! It's just the num- the number of times in the drive through where I literally I have to go and open up the <clears> thing, going, "Okay, is there two patties? Is there ketchup? Is there nope? Okay, like knocking on the drive through door, going, "You guys, come on." <laughs> yep. So I hate to say it, but I would love an entirely Because the automated. robot would, would get it a little better. Yes, the robot would, in the programming, would go plain. Okay, bun, meat, meat, bun, wrap it up, out the door. Done. Yeah. yeah. Definitely had two people last night that, like, would absolutely have preferred a, um, just a fully automated. We went to Hardee's, and they only had two workers, and they were not feeling great. And they were the only ones in the store. So it, it took a long time. I actually am still, I still gotta, I'm still fighting this. Um, Kate was coming back from up north. Uh, Isaac uh, wanted to get McDonald's. 
but he wanted to go to McDonald's with a play place. There was one down in Schoolcraft, so I order on the app. Um, and last time I was there, the order took some time, probably because not a lot of people. So when I pull up, you know, the McDonald's app goes, oh, you're here. Where do you want to do? Do you want to drive through? And I'm like, I'd like to eat in as I'm pulling into the parking space. And they're like, okay, we're processing. Okay, your orders, you know, will be ready, you know. So I get the kids out of the car seat. We walk up to the door, and the door is locked. And, they're, you know, one of the guys comes out. It's like, yeah, sorry, we're uh, our system is down. And I'm like, um, well, I already paid in the app. What am I supposed to do? And he's like, I don't know. Let me talk to the manager. And the manager has no idea what's going on with the app. And I'm like, well, that's really, you have never used the app and you're technically with the manager on duty right now. Yeah, that that actually happens disturbingly awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it turns out I was actually supposed to get the refund through the actual franchisee and not through the app. So now I'm still tr- trying to get a hold of somebody at the store to issue my refund. And it, yeah, they still owe me $20 and my 6,000 reward points. And it's just like, this is this is dragging on so long because of course, everybody I talk to is, you know, very low level and it's like come on it's very straightforward let's get this figured out yeah but yes no yes i would love to just have people out of the equation Unfor- as unfortunate as that sounds it would make things i feel like run smoother and having worked I, I worked a fry station when I was working at the bar during college, and I hated that fry station. Anytime somebody ordered up some fried food, and I'm just like, oh, really? <laughs> because what? Well, it's hot oil, and yep. you put frozen food in there in case there's, you know, a piece of ice that you missed. It goes whoosh. Yes, and it burns, and then, yep. we, you know, you have to keep tabs on the, the thing there and remember what's in what basket, because all the stuff you know cooks at different times yeah so yeah and when the timer's going off you, you kind of got to get it out of there yes you can oh you can over fry something very quickly with yep. a deep fryer so this i'd be okay with this okay well should we hit is there another topic on here that you want to hit um there's a math one in there if you're interested. Alpha Zero breaks math record. Yes. Something about matrices and multiplication. <laughs> Discovered a faster way to do matrix multiplication. That's interesting. <laughs> Calculation. Yep, 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 yep. Some matrices. You see computing, trying to read through this as quickly as I can. They somehow took it, multiplication of matrices, yep. made it into a game. How? Oh. Um, but the they programmed Alpha Zero, the same, you know. Alpha Go, Alpha, Alpha Star. Yeah. They called this one Alpha Tensor. Um, and they made a game of multiplying matrices for it to try and figure out the least number of moves to solve the problem. So according huh. according to this one, there was a two four by four matrices. The basic way of doing it would take sixty four steps. The current yep. record uh, by a German mathematician back in nineteen sixty nine was forty nine steps. 49. Alpha Tensor figured it out in forty seven steps. Huh. And so they expanded it to different sized matrices, and Alpha Tensor now has figured out the fastest way of doing it in 70 of the matrices. Uh, 9 by 9 dropped from 511 steps to 498. 11 by 11 dropped from 919 to 896 ste- uh, steps. That's, that's really impressive. What's the algorithm? <laughs> Show me the algorithm. <laughs> 
So, um, so they somehow used the, they were able to tailor the algorithms to an NVIDIA V100 and Google <laughs> TPU processors. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those are, but supposedly those are common chips so, used. Well, the, the Google TPU is the Tensor processing unit. Oh, so Alpha Tensor. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's Google's like AI processor. It's the thing that is in the Pixel 7, the Tensor processor. Well, the algorithms that they found were 10 to 20% faster at matrix multiplication than any other algorithms typically used with those chips. That's really... So, like, just to to point out, matrix multiplication is the basis of linear algebra, which is the basis of literally everything you do. And this program is just figured out how to do it faster yes 10 to 20 percent faster on the most common chips out there that is impressive that is very 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 impressive good for them show me the algorithm (laughs) i want to see it I want to know what they did and what the machine did. And it sounds like it's different based on what size of matrix it's using. And to be fair, the matrices that like control artificial intelligence are not a four by four matrix. They are like 30,000 by 30,000 matrix. So, you know, bigger, mm-hmm. but that's, that's actually really cool. That's very impressive. Well, I, I, my, my thing here, which I, there are at least 14,000 ways of multiplying four by four matrices. Yeah, probably. How? Cause you, you take, it's, you just take like the, you, it's just like multiplying the, the rows by the columns, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So how can you do that 14,000 different ways? Well, I, it, it depends on what they're measuring, but like just from, from the from the basics, where do you start? Oh, yeah. If you don't start I mean, at one, you and one. I would probably start at the first one, right? Zero zero. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, zero zero. You're right. But like, you don't have to. You can start from any of the sixteen positions. So, um, that's that's really cool though. I'm very excited about that, and I'd like to know more. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have to try and watch a couple of YouTube videos just to see because they give the guys names, and supposedly it's been the fastest way for 50 years. So it's probably YouTube videos. New paper along with press release that is a bit misleading. In particular, while the paper does introduce many new practical, fast, small matrix multiplication, does not mean you should replace your small matrix library routines for 3x3, 4x4. It's not what they're meant for, not what they'd be good at. From a computation theory standpoint, especially for the case of 4x4 matrix matrices over finite fields, Ugh, where Strauss's algorithm is still the reigning champion, these algorithms are also practically relevant. I mean, better asymptotic lower bounds. Strauss's algorithms still algorithms you might actually use in practice, unlike everything else that's been written in the last fifty years. Uh, ba ba Strauss's algorithm, regular multiplication of two by two matrices using standard dot product of those columns. Yep, multiplication of Strauss's algorithm only uses seven multiplications, but eighteen additions. Alpha tensor, ba ba ba. Show me the paper. I think you actually have to have a subscription to Nature in order to get the paper. Oh, nope. I'm looking at the article right now. Never mind. I'm looking at the paper. I don't necessarily understand the paper. I was hoping uh, that you'd be able I'm I'm trying to look at the Wikipedia article about the algorithm itself and I'm just yeah, you, you, I, it would take a little bit of time to actually like look through this. Algorithm discovery beyond certain matrix multiplication discussion methods, tensor game over rings. Oh, there is so much friggin' algebra in this. <laughs> what? 
not the algebra you know. I know. I'm. I'm. But still, you're talking about. There's a bunch of algebra in this multiplication yeah. of matrices. No, no, not not that kind of algebra. Not not arithmetic. Algebra like groups and rings and fields. And you've lost me just there. Right. So when when I say algebra, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay. Before before baseline. Note that what this does is one high level four by four block mission. <laughs> Just regular. I have sent Dave oh down God. a very big rabbit hole. Yeah. Type of algorithm is interesting when individual multiplications are quite expensive. In this case, because they are actually multiplications of fairly large matrices themselves. If you're actually multiplying a four by four matrix of scalars, the standard algorithm remains the way to go. Is likely to stay that way for the foreseeable future. Okay, cool. Anyway, time for a review. Yes. It's my turn. Yes, it is your turn. For a review. I would like to review my keyboard. I got a new keyboard, Andy. Okay, what is the name of this keyboard? Uh, this is, I looked it up right before the show, and I have it right here, a Razer Huntsman Elite, because Razer names their keyboards after spiders. I think they named their mice after snakes. All right, here, I'm going to look at the accessories. Okay, here we go. No, these are not, these are like laptop stands? No, that's not right. Okay, maybe mice. It's probably not going to be under accessories. It's going to be under like keyboards and mice, because that's one of their like flagship products. Yep, Viper, Basilisk, Death Act. Or Naga. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, mice. So their mice are snakes. Their keyboards are spiders. Hold on. Let me just double check. I know they are because I had a Black Widow and now I have a Huntsman and a Death Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Nature is fucking metal. Like. <laughs> So I have a Razer Huntsman Elite uh, with numpad and a linear optical switch. What the frack does that linear linear optical switch? It it means that under each key is a laser. I don't know if it's actually a laser, but basically instead of a mechanical switch of closing a contact, right? Most keyboards, even membrane keyboards, you Are push just, down the key, yeah. it closes a contact. Yes. This one, you push down a key and it breaks a beam of light. Okay. Now, here's the cool thing about that. Breaking the beam of light is not a binary state, right? As you enter the light and pass through more and more of the beam, you block more and more of the light. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, I got you. So it's not a binary on and off. So you can take advantage of that and it knows effectively how, like, you can have a halfway point. Technically, you could have more than a halfway point, but in in practice, you have a halfway point. And so you can actually set the keys to respond to the halfway point. Okay, then. So it's it's an interesting change. It is a very different feel to the keyboard uh, from what it was. Because as I said, I used to have a, a Black Widow. Um, it's not as loud because I didn't get the mechanical clicky version. <laughs> so there there is a clicky optical switch version, which like mimics a mechanical keyboard a bit more. Uh, it is super responsive, like perhaps a little too responsive for me, where I'll be sitting there staring at the screen and I'll look and I'll have like a line of S's on a text input because I was kind of holding down one of the switches, but not like really holding it down. So like way more responsive. Um, but it's, it is definitely fast. It is definitely accurate. And as I said, responsive very quickly. 
and it's fully programmable because it's a razor. So it's got the, the chroma lighting and I can do all the fun lighting stuff and it responds to various games. Uh, when you're playing different games, the keyboard can interact with the game and respond. Um, you can have different profiles on it. The optical hmm. switch thing is pretty interesting. Oh, and it comes with a nice little wrist rest. So I'm guessing wired? Yes. Okay. Well, it wired looks, to USB. It, it looks fancy. It feels fancy. And the wrist rest is detachable and has its own lighting as well. <laughs> because why not? You just put just put because LEDs why not? everywhere. Yeah. LEDs ever you I will send you a picture of Laura's computer. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's rainbow LEDs all over. It was the like uh my I have an MSI laptop that I had gotten from my uh <laughs> former boss because he got a new one, so I got his used one. But yeah, it had the backlit, you know, LED keyboards. It's like I could sit in an entirely dark room with that laptop and be perfectly fine. <laughs> Because I could, you know, see everything. Yeah, it's all backlit mm -hmm. and bright. Now, here's the question. I'm reading some of the other reviews on this. Can yes. you get the space bar to activate by simply hitting the desk near the keyboard? One second. No. Okay. I'm, in fact, hitting the keyboard and the desk near the keyboard. And I'm not getting anything to activate. Okay, good. Someone is, is experiencing that issue? Yes. They should contact Razor. <laughs> that would be... But don't don't write the review on Amazon. Reach out to Razor. Razor is another one of those companies that, like, in my experience, if something's wrong with the product, they'll be like, huh, it shouldn't do that. Send it back. We'll give you a new one. Yep. I just had that with my Roomba. My Roomba's vacuum died. That's its entire purpose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I contacted iRobot today and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm getting this error. Here's the steps I tried to troubleshoot it. I'm pretty sure the vacuum's not turning on. And the response was, oh, that error means that there's not enough airflow. If you tried all the troubleshooting, it means the vacuum's probably not turning on. Thanks. <laughs> we'll send you a new part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's really nice. And it, I got to say, it's so nice having the numpad back. You didn't have the I numpad before? I didn't have the numpad on my other keyboard. Oh, I always need a numpad. Oh, God. I, I've, I've missed it so much. Also, a mute and unmute on the keyboard is like clutch. Oh, I, I would need that for mine. Granted, I've got yeah. this, you know, I think it was a $10 Dell keyboard. <laughs> Yeah. From way back Do you want a, an old Razer? No, it doesn't have a numpad. Of course you don't want it. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. This this is my old one. Clicky, clicky, clicky. I even, you Still. know, I've got special keyboards that fit in racks, you know, because they have to be less than 19 inches wide. Yeah. And even those, I'm like, nope, I need one with, with numpads. Numpad. Must have numpad. Yes. Looking for a keyboard. Must have Must numpad. have numpad, yep. And not this crappy laptop fake numpad where, like, you hold the function button. No. Real no. numpad. Real numpad, yes. Yeah, all right. Random topic. Let's get you to bed. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is your preferred cure for hiccups? Take a deep breath. Hold it. That's my cure. I can't what remember the last time I had hiccups. What? I can't. Okay. It has been a very <laughs> long time since I had hiccups. I I honestly can't remember when the last time I had hiccups. So I don't I don't I don't know. You know, I I must have done something. I think I just let it ride. How do you not get the hiccups? I don't I don't know. Okay, let's let hypothetical. Yes. Isaac gets the hiccups. What do you tell him to do? Oh, he had the hiccups at some point. What did I tell did him? You just say like, don't worry about it. They'll go away on their own, or do you? like oh you can get rid of them by 
Uh, I think I just told them they were just going to go away on their own. I'm telling you, deep breath, hold it. There's an episode of Masha and the Bear where everybody gets hiccups. <laughs> yeah. And they, they all try different ways of doing it. And it's funny that each person has a different thing that actually, you know, works. Doesn't work? Yeah. Oh, that they do work? Yes. Okay. And then at the very end, uh, Masha is thinks that, okay, everybody's all cured. Let's all go. And then she gets the hiccups and it's just like, oh, that classic, you know, twist at the end. So yeah, if somebody had hiccups, I would probably watch that episode and try everything on that episode <laughs> from one, t- you know. Okay. Deep breath. Hold it. Yeah. No, I, I honestly <laughs> don't, I don't remember the last time that I, you know, I had hiccups. Yeah. All right. There we go. Well, on that bombshell, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.